Uh, good evening, church. Good evening. Um, and welcome tonight um, to this service, our last service together as a church body for the year 2014. It's amazing how quickly this year has actually passed. And I mean, um, you know, I mean, it, as the saying goes, time and tide waits for no man. And it's always good to know that even though we may not know the future, we know who holds the future. And we know that once we lean upon our God, he will take care of us. So as we open tonight, please join me as we, as we open in prayer. Uh, dear God and Heavenly Father, it is truly with grateful hearts that we come before you tonight, dear God. Thank you again for this opportunity for us to gather together as your children. On this is the eve of a new year, Heavenly Father. Looking back at this past year, Heavenly Father, and how you've proven yourself faithful time and time again, dear Lord, we just thank you, we just give you praise, we give you honor for your grace, your mercy, and your, and your love that you've shown to us so bountifully over this past year, dear God. And we just pray, dear Lord, that we would continue to be able to grow as a body here at Calvary, to continue to lift your name, and to be able to carry on your ministry in this country, to be the light in the dark world. Heavenly Father, just bless our time tonight. Be with us as we fellowship. We just pray that you would, again, feel your Feel, feel the love that we have and, and receive the praise and the honor and the glory that we will present to you tonight. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
a night? For such a wonderful season, is that the best you can do? Good night, all. Hallelujah. What a wonderful... Good night, sweetheart. What a wonderful way to start a message, to start a service with tonight. Hallelujah to the King. And we are right now going to get ready to remember the King in preparation for communion. And what a wonderful way to end the new year. As Pastor Farkasen has said, this would be the last uh, corporate gathering of worship uh, for this old year. And of course, an opportunity for us to end remembering him as we gather around the table. A familiar passage, 1 Corinthians 11, reading from verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and in number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord, in order that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that you may not come together for judgment. And he ends by saying, And the remaining matters I shall arrange when I come. My friends, this passage is a very familiar one geared specifically or written specifically for a service such as this. The gathering around the table. In the day in which it was written, the communion was a part of a, a meal that they all shared together. And Paul opened this chapter in a rebuke. He said he could not commend them for their behavior because of the disunity and their practice that he had heard about. And so he sought to correct that in the latter part of this chapter. In verse 23 to verse 26, specifically verse 24 and 25, Paul shares words that he that was that he, he was reiterating what the words that Jesus had shared himself on the night that this ordinance was instituted. Paul reiterated to us the purpose in verse 24 and 25, and that was to remember, to remember the Lord Jesus Christ, to remember his sacrifice on the cross and the victory that was accomplished for us as a result of his sacrifice. And in verse 26, we see the significance, and that is the proclamation, to proclaim. Part of the purpose is to proclaim his death until he comes. 
And then thirdly, we see in verse, verse 27 to verse 32, Paul shares consequences for entering lightly, so to speak, into uh, the communion, in entering around the table, entering into it lightly. In other words, not being properly prepared. And so he goes on to share consequences of partaking in what he described as in an unworthy manner. You can also say it's, it's sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. And as a result, a, a person so doing eats and drinks judgment to himself. And the end result is many become weak and sick and a number have even died. And so Paul is conveying a message that is extremely important. It's a heart issue. But when you gather to eat, your heart must be prepared. In other words, it's personal between you and God and how you approach the Lord's table. It is to remember and it's a proclamation. But you must partake with a heart that's pure and clean. And then fourthly, in verse 28 to the end of the chapter, the apostle shares the solution. He doesn't just point out the problem. He ends with offering a solution. And as I said, a person, he says, let a man examine, but of course your sisters are not left out. You too must examine yourself. And then he says, waiting for one another, uh, in the earlier part of the chapter, there were some who came who could afford to bring food. They ate without acknowledging the needs of others who was unable to afford to bring food. So they ate quickly what they brought without any consideration to the less fortunate. And Paul says, that's disunity. That is not how it's supposed to be. He says, so wait for one another. And if you are hungry before you come, he offers them a suggestion. He says, maybe you might want to eat at home before you come. So when you come, you wouldn't have to rush and eat it all by yourself without having any acknowledgement for others. But the solution he offers is to examine themselves. The Apostle Paul is making, the point he's making here, it's a hard issue. And the conduct of any believer who wants to share in the communion meal must be examined. The heart must be examined to avoid being judged by the Lord. And as you heard me read, he says, and as you've heard me said before a number of times, the self-examination, it is never, ever mean to prevent you from participating. But it is always to enable you to enable you to do so with a heart that's pure and clean, a heart that has been prepared and examined so that as you eat, it will be done from a heart that has been prepared and, as, and not from one that would bring about judgment. So, as we have been admonished by the Apostle Paul, let us examine ourselves. Let us take some time quietly before God, because as I said earlier, this is a personal matter between you and God. And as, especially as we bring this new year to a close, you know what is personal to you, between you and another individual. This is the time to get things right, especially as we approach the table. But for the sake of unity, God wants us to approach the table with a heart that has been surrendered to him. And so let us take some time to do that right now, where we can ask our Heavenly Father to examine our own hearts and point out whatever is there that is not of him, so that as we approach the table, we would approach the table with unity, surrendered, purity, and that would bring glory and honor to him. Our Father and our God, we, we thank you so much for the privilege of remembering you, for the honor of being able to enter into your presence, knowing that you have made the way open. 
knowing that you have pointed the way for us to come, to follow. Tonight we want to, to do just that, pause to remember, to reflect, but also to confess. and to examine our own hearts before you. You know us personally and intimately. We just ask that you would help us as your children to be obedient to the leading of Holy Spirit in confessing and putting out of our lives, confessing and turning away from anything in our lives that is not of you, anything that has been a distraction or a hindrance, anything that has caused disunity among us as a body of believers. This is indeed the incredible body of Christ. Lord, help us to desire unity and truth and purity and so we ask you to search our hearts and God we pray that you would forgive us for anything that we are guilty of things that you know help us to acknowledge it for what it is and get it right thank you for your unconditional love for your patience. We give you thanks. We count it a joy and a privilege to enter into your presence and to gather as brothers and sisters in Christ, as a body of believers, to partake of these emblems representing your broken body and your shed blood. Help us to do so with a heart and a spirit of unity and a love but hearts filled with joy because of your forgiveness and your goodness to us we have so much that we can thank you for and so we bless you tonight and we give you thanks in Jesus name the men serving can now come forward please privilege it is to praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for who he is and what he came to do for us. So let's think about that as we worship him from our hearts as we sing. Hallelujah. What a Savior.
Savior. You are, you are so wonderful. You're so merciful. Continue to worship our Savior. And if you were overlooked but would like to participate in the elements, just raise a hand and they'll be glad to serve you at this time.
As we remember Christmas, we remember You did not wait for me To draw near to you you came and you gave yourself on Calvary's cross. And as we remember this evening, the bread, which is a token of your body, your body that was given, that we might have salvation, freedom from sin, and an opportunity one day to be with you in eternity in heaven. And so tonight, our Father, we would ask that as we partake of this bread, that you would bless it to us, and we would be ever mindful of what you did for us. In Jesus' name we pray. So tonight, church, as we partake in this, of this bread tonight, let us, with thankful hearts, recall and remember the great sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf, that we may be called children of God. Let us partake.
Father, thank you again for this opportunity to remember you. Your word tells us when we partake of these emblems, the bread and the cup, we do it in remembrance of you, of what you did for us at Calvary. And we just thank you for the cup, the emblem that represents your shed blood. Thank you again, dear Father, for this opportunity. Bless the cup as we partake now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us partake of the cup, representing his broken body and shed blood. Thank you. What a wonderful way to end a year as the body of Christ, remembering the greatest sacrifice that was ever made on man's behalf, on our behalf, when Jesus Christ, the Holy Son of God, laid down his life for us. And I hope that we will not take that for granted heading into the new year. Well, the Bible says that it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And we're going to speak to one another with a few psalms tonight. We're going to sing a new song to the Lord, a song of praise and rejoicing, of thankfulness and boasting in Him for what He has done. And so I invite you at this time to please stand together with us as we read from various psalms tonight. And uh, we're going to set up the song, the new song tonight with uh, one of these psalms tonight. So. Please stand together in the presence of the Lord as we read responsibly Psalms, uh, various Psalms tonight up on the screen. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O most high. Sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. You have, have turned from me, me my morning into dancing. You, you have loosed my sackcloth and girded me with kindness, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Turn to the person next to you and say that verse again. O magnify the Lord with me. Turn to somebody else and tell them, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Amen. That's one of the ways we boast in the Lord tonight. We're going to celebrate. We're going to boast in him tonight. Let's put our hands together. Let's give him praise. The one who is our Lord. The one who is our God.
He's not only worthy tonight, but he's worthy all the time. Because he's the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. You can't change him, and you can't get rid of him. He's worthy. Amen. 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 You may be seated as we continue to boast in the Lord tonight. We're going to open up this time for boasting. Let's brag on our Lord tonight. Amen. Thank you very much, Anton, and praise team. That's exactly what we're going to do. Because sometimes, you know, if we look at the news each day and even current events, you know, we see all the death, you know, plane crashing, lives being lost, wars. Uh, we see financial crisis all around. But, you know, even in the midst of all these things, you know, we can still boast about our God. Because like the scripture said, we just read, you know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy truly comes in the morning. And as long as we hold out to the end, you know, God will be faithful. So this is our time in the service that we have every year where we will open up the floor for you to be able to boast about your God and what he's done for you in this past year, 2014, and the hope for the 2015 coming. We've got two mics that's going to be going around. So um, just raise a, raise a hand and they'll, they'll come around and just let us, this is our time. Let's, let's boast and big up our God. Yes, sir. Amen. Uh, uh, Darren over here on the drums. Well, for me, for most of, so most of you might know, but for those who don't know, I just boast in the Lord for granting me one of the most beautiful women in the world. Amen. To have us Amen. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that one. <laughs> the Lord is good, the Lord is great, and I can count on him. Amen. Come on, even if it's just for the breath in our bodies that we have tonight, you know, it's time to give God thanks. In the midst of the um, world crisis financially, the Lord has blessed me beautifully financially this year and with good health, and I thank Him for that. Amen. Good night. I want to boast about um, the Lord for allowing me to see my first grandchild. Amen. <laughs> Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. There are so many people who wish they had breath and life and health and strength as the way we have it now. I'd just like to thank God for life, health, and strength, and family, and friends, and support systems. We don't know how blessed we are. Amen. This year we began with a new birth, and after a few weeks, we lost mom. And when I think of her, I think of praises because of the things that she taught me. And also the fact that she passed away with, without suffering. And that was a beautiful death, I think. And uh, I think of the other successes that I've had this year. And to look at these two little premies. And when other people talk about premies, and I see this six-year-old and the two-year-old, and they are well and and doing well and I'm well and so is the rest of the family there's been some new developments which I'm grateful for so for all things I think God has been good so I have a lot to praise God for thank you Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 37, Jesus said, Truly, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And as part of the Gideons International, we are seeking young, energetic men to help us serve the Master. Men with a zeal to do God's work. And this year, the Gideons International appointed me as National Field Officer for the Bahamas. It's my job to get some young men to join 
Milas. Thank you. Hi, Joe. I give God thanks for His mercy, His unconditional love. This year, I buried my dad, but I'm thankful for the, the wonderful dad that he was, for the legacy he left. And I, I'm just appreciative of uh, all that he taught me and for the years that we had him. And uh, I just thank God for all that he has given to us during this year. And we embrace, in a few hours, a brand new year. With all its challenges, we can count on him, on a victorious God, and know that whatever challenges may come, He'll sustain us and see us through. We can do so with confidence. And so I'm thankful for that. I would like to challenge our church. As we enter in this new day, this new year, I pray, I take Joshua's prayer when he told Israel's lives to save the Lord. Just one minute. Joshua 22, verse 5. But be very careful to obey all the commandments and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Serve him with all your heart and all your soul. I challenge our church as we move into this new year that we will just take hold of that challenge. I would also like for us to sing, trust and obey when we walk with the Lord in the light of of his word. I'd like for us to sing that. And as we really prepare ourselves for this new year, we are going to face new challenges from head to toe. But I hope we would be renewed in our spirit as we sing Trust and Obey. Do we have the number on that, Sister Brenda? 418. All right, let's sing that together. 418, uh, verse 1 and the chorus together. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His, what a glory, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His goodwill, while we do testimony anyone would like to share before we yes yes um, oh we got all kind of testimonies okay good 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 oh my i those of you who don't know me my name is idina burrows for the past year and a half i've been very very sick i came to realize that my entrance and my exit it's all in God's hand. I tonight want to thank God for my mini church, for my pastor, Errol, and uh, other members, Sister Brenda and Sister Bev, and those who really, it's like when Esther, they said Esther for, for just a time as this. These persons has been my rock. 
they've been praying for me and praying for me because the road was really, really rough. From last year, April, every month, I went to Cleveland Clinic. One week, took 15 injections every week. Come back home, go again the next month. But I was re really, I was able to ride the storm because of these persons and Sister Vita, Vita Roll and some other people. But they've been there, and I believe that is what God wants us to be, a family. Because, I don't know, I wouldn't talk with Sister Sid. Sister Sid came over, she drove me uh, from the hospital back to the hotel. So we have a gem here in this church, you all, some of you who have never had the opportunity to experience the love from these members. You know, Brother Tommy, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even mention him because he, he, is, he is the best. But I just want to thank you all. I want to thank all of you who have made this journey. And it isn't over yet because I still have to go back to get another batch of those things. But um, just keep praying for me and help me that I might realize that he didn't promise me that the journey was going to be smooth. But he said, if I get to the shore, he'll give me a safe landing. And my eyes is fixed on my safe landing. So thank you all. Amen. Amen. Uh, Darren, your cost is... I don't like to be braggadocious. <laughs> Thank the Lord for sending you the most beautiful. I, I'm thanking him for send me, sending me the most beautifulest. Yeah. <laughs> and the most kindest. And I love her with all my heart. Thank you. you if I just may, um, I'd like to thank God for answered prayer. Um, for about two months, our family was praying for the Lord to provide us with a bunk bed for our children. And uh, just last week, um, on Christmas Eve, uh, the Lord provided that bunk through the generosity of some kind soul here in this assembly. And we just glorify God for the generosity expressed through people like you. Um, I also like to thank you for healing me this year. I had an op operation uh, uh, in April. The Lord raised me up. And just uh, this past Monday, I was able to uh, pay the doctor's bill in full. And so I'd like to thank God for providing us so that we don't go into next year owing any, anyone uh, for giving us that, that blessing. And again, it's because of the generosity of people like you that uh, we're able to, to do that. And so we gather up all of these uh, thoughts and all of these praises and all of these blessings as God's people. And I know that everybody in this place could tell us something that they could give God thanks for. But we'll be way into 2015 by the time we're all done. And Pastor Wenley has to come up and, and share the word of God. So let's just uh, wrap that, this all up and just sing. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. And now let the I invite you to pray with me.
Eternal Father, the only true God, creator and governor of the world, you have been faithful to us. Our Father, for those of us, for most of us here this evening, we have lived 8,759 hours of 2014. And again, I say, you have been faithful through many joys through many dangers, illnesses, pleasures, toils, adventures, and snares, we have already come. And so as we gather here this evening, it is with hearts that are indeed grateful. And so we pause on the brink of 2015 to use these inept words that do not adequately express the depth of our gratitude by simply saying, thank you. Now, Lord, as we seek to reflect from a heart of gratitude, we ask that we will be attentive, that we will hear you clearly, but not only to hear you, as we have sung already and has been mentioned, that we will not only trust, but that we will obey. Father, we ask these things in the name of your precious Son and the sweet name of Jesus Christ and all his children said, Amen. I am so glad. Good evening. This has been for me a fantastic evening thus far. So is it okay if I just say the benediction? You know, um, I first, of course, need to apologize to you based on the, the time here this evening. I, I wanted to speak to you about two verses, but that is not going to happen unless I run full speed into 2015, so I ask your forgiveness at the beginning. But I'm really glad to be here this evening with you to spend this last 90 minutes in 2014 with you here at Calvary Bible Church to be in the presence of which you would have just got a glimpse uh, of just a moment ago as we hear our folks share um, about how good God is. And that's in a practical way, because he's demonstrated his goodness and his faithfulness to us through his people. And isn't that what we are all about? And that, for me, has been amazing. And I say again that even though most of you would have planned to be here this evening, there are those who started 2014 in January that are no longer here. The fact that you are seated there, if that's all, that's enough to give God thanks for. The fact that you breathed since you were sitting there at least once, that's enough to give God thanks for, because you would have taken that for granted. There are those who cannot breathe on their own. They have used some apparatus. And until you are placed in that situation, you do not value or seem to appreciate what you do so automatically, so involuntarily. You don't even have to think about it. Breathing. And so we have much to give God thanks for. And so that's for me why I'm so grateful for God having expressed, demonstrated to me his extravagant grace. And so I am thankful to God. Do you know that if you are seated here this evening and you are a Christian, do you know that God has called you a, a special, you're a special people? Do you know that? Is that sufficient to give him thanks for? Do you know that he calls you a royal priesthood? Hmm. Priest. He calls you a holy nation, a people for his own possession, 
That's you, as a believer. Do you think, and, and I'm thinking about God now, sometimes we over or undervalue the word because it becomes too familiar to us. This is the God who created everything. As a matter of fact, he is omnipotent, all-powerful, and he loves you and me. He has called you for his own possession. Does God own you? Would you like for him to own you? Would you be his slave? I know, but he's slave now. That's too far. Would you be God's slave? He has called you. This is the one so that you can share the excellencies of him. You know, and tell about how he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you know you've been in a dark place? Just think back about 2014. For some of us, we had a breeze. You say, I wonder where the time has gone. There are some others who can, if you sit with them for a while, they'll tell you that 2014 was a dark year. But yet they're here. And so if for that only, I'd say, give God thanks. Here's what I want you to focus with me on this evening. If the junk in you are being taken care of, then lay yourself on the altar of Jehovah Sidkenu. That is the Lord our righteousness. According to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 6, it says, In his day, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely, and this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness. When I was shorter, by the way, do you know that, what do, we, what do you call this space up here? The stage. Do you know it is to call this the altar? I mean, when somebody did make an altar call, where do you come? To this place, yeah. Now we call it a stage. <laughs> yeah, yikes. You know, I told you about when they called me up to the altar, when I placed faith in Christ, but I didn't want them to put their hand on my afro. But this was called the altar. And what is that? Typically, it's a raised platform for religious ceremonies uh, and where that is performed. And so those, if you think about it literally, you would expect that those who are here and there are very conscious of what it is that they're doing because you are standing before this awesome, holy God, offering worship. And so during 2014, I contend that some of us have been watching the altar. Some of us may have walked around the altar. Some of us, having been on the altar, has jumped off the altar. But you are priest. The priest shouldn't <laughs> jump out of the sacred place. That's like the captain on a boat. When the boat's in trouble, the captain is the first man off. Oh, yes. Every man for yourself. Man overboard. Here we are, 2014. This is the final paragraph. Yes. The final sentences of your book of 2014, as you have lived it. I suggest to you that the final moments of that book is being written at this very moment. When you reflect on this book, would this book end with being a bestseller for 2014? Would it reflect your amazing adventure with God through the opportunities you have had during the past year, 2014? Was there any moment when you felt some intense joy in your heart during 2014? Have you ever felt lost 
during 2014? Have you ever felt confused at some point during 2014? What about having felt alone, even though there was a crowd, but you still felt alone? Because we have this tendency, you may have heard some people say before that they forget certain things. And they, we sometimes joke about what may have contributed to that. But do you remember January? Were you in the headlines in January? How did you escape January? I, I went back and tried to look at what were some of the headlines. And in January, the Nassau Guardian, I'll use this as the Nassau Guardian and the Tribune, the first Monday for each month in the Guardian, and then for the first day of printing of the Tribune, and this, just so you can get a, a taste of what the headline was. Now, this is just locally. So you escaped January, because I didn't remember reading, but it's in January. It says, Pinder decries rising crime. We are witnessing what appears to be the erosion of light and the spread of darkness. By the way, the Pinder is Patrick Pinder, head of the Catholic Diocese. That's the Nassau Guardian of the first Monday in January. The Tribune says, man gunned down in street. February, how did you get here? How did you avoid February? Nassau Guardian says, BTC deal netted under $1 million. Horrendous deal, said Franklin Wilson. The Tribune of February.